Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. And Trey, before we get your thoughts on the Ole Miss game, if you would, anything that you took as... um, Something positive today from Sam Pittman's press conference. Well, it's hard to take a lot positive away just because they're staring, <laughs> staring at Alabama next on the schedule. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean they're going to show up and pack their bags and go down there. But uh, as uh, Neil said on Bet Saracen, they're 19 and a half point underdog. Arkansas hadn't beaten them in 15 tries. And Alabama hasn't lost to a team with a losing record at the time since 2007. Uh, when uh, ULM went down there and beat them. So uh, not real promising <laughs> looking at this next game. I think you kind of – I mean, obviously you have to go compete and try to get better, as Pittman was talking about, but uh, it's not real encouraging right now. You know, it's not like they just played horrendous overall against Ole Miss. not like they just got, you know, slaughtered. And not like they got slaughtered in any of these games, although the Texas A&M score was a little bit closer than what, uh, what the, I think the actual game was. But – you got to win one of those. You know, you just pick those games out individually. You know, Texas A&M and Arlington, okay, they're going to be an underdog. You know, LSU and Baton Rouge, underdog. Ole Miss and Oxford, underdog. But you, I don't think it's a lot to ask. Sorry, I'm going under the East Tunnel here at, at Barnhill Arena, uh, a little echoey. But uh, I don't think it's a lot to ask just to win one of those games, to beat BYU at home, to be 4-2 and two at this point. That's, it's not like people are asking for a national championship, you know. And uh, the defense continues to play well, and the offense just can't get it together. And it's uh, it's been very disappointing. I don't think that anybody would have projected that the undoing of this team in year four under Pittman would be the offensive line. And he's not going to say it, but I think if, if he could go back, he probably would have hit the portal a little differently on the offensive line. But that's just what amazes me about this whole thing is – they recognize the issues on defense, and they went out and brought in nine players who are playing a significant role on defense, three new coaches. They recognize the problems there. How did they not recognize the offensive line? And I know that they, they said that you know, they saw there's potential for issues, and you know, Devon Manuel's been banged up all season, basically hasn't been there for them, and that was a guy that they were really high on. He just hasn't been healthy at all. But there's more problems than just that there. I mean, they have a whole other tackle spot aside from that. And, you know, what's going on with Brady Latham? I've never seen Brady Latham on the ground so many times or false starting so many times. And Lemmer probably isn't, you know, his best position at center. And, we, you know, last week we talked about the changes that they were making on the offensive line. Seemed like those would be positive changes because they've had so much problem at the tackle spots. And so it seems like those have been positive changes, but that was just, that didn't work at all. I mean, they almost blew a whole half of football pretty much um, with the offensive line shakeups and, and obviously went back to it. So, yeah, I don't, I just don't know that there are answers for this offense right now. It's effort is to keep working and getting better. And that's not the only problem, the offensive line. I mean, I think this change in, in offensive philosophy has hurt them too. You know, there's some slow developing plays. KJ's overthinking things, I think, instead of 
just kind of cutting loose and being KJ Jefferson that we've seen plenty of times before. He's just not, he's thinking too much, I think. And on top of it, he's getting slammed in the back and, you know, given, you know, hit, sacked five times. And that doesn't even count the times that he takes off and run and gets hit, you know. Um, and I, I imagine he's probably pretty beat up. So there's just a lot of frustrating things with, with the offensive side of the ball. And then, you know, there's Ty Washington, like, you know, Luke has goes down and against who can't catch and can't block and they're playing over this guy and then they have like an open tryout deal and they're like yes ty washington's the guy well where was he during texas a&m why wasn't that identified <laughs> against point. texas a&m and then you go out and throw to him five times for 56 yards and a touchdown on the first drive seven catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns on the game and this guy's not good enough to play before and block pretty well it just some of that kind of stuff is just you know it's the kind of stuff that makes you throw your throw your remote through your TV. The OC. It was an accident though. The OC is not working. Is not it's working. It's not working out. And I don't know if if Coach it's not, Pittman. And, but hell, I, I can't. I was just saying, Randy. I can't tell. I mean, it's hard to even tell if anything could work because if you can't block and you can't open up running lanes. Nobody's going to look good. Nobody, but is your, your blocking going to look good? Your offensive coordinator is going to look like an idiot. But Trey, is your offensive blocking schemes not tied into the offensive oh, philosophy? It is. it is, but I'm not. I'm just not sure that you know Patrick Kudis and Chambly. I think both of those guys have futures, but they're both just very young. They're just not ready, and I don't know that they should be. They should be out there. <laughs> I mean, they can't protect. I thought DJ Williams on his podcast made a really good point when Petrino was at Arkansas. If you couldn't protect their quarterback, then you're not playing, period. Like, if he doesn't trust you to, to be out there. But at the same time, I'm not sure who else they have to put out there. I think they I think they miscalculated, you know, what they had on the offensive line and probably should have gone out to the portal and addressed that in the early period. And I think that's you just made that point. They had to have miscalculated. They, they've they've never had an offensive line look like this. I'm not sure Chad Morris had an offensive line that looked like that. Can, can you even remember that line being yeah. as poor as this one has been? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I mean tell maybe, me what they do right. I mean, this right. line has been undisciplined. Tell me what they do right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they. They, they can't pass block okay in the second half. There's no unity. They can't run they block okay in the second half compared to, yeah, yeah they can't run block. And if you can't run the ball, then the defense is just going to pin their ears back. Right. And, uh, and come after you. And that's what's astonishing. I mean, this team, the last two years, averaged over 230 rushing yards yeah. a game. Yeah. Year before last, led power five in rushing. This year, they're averaging 111 yards a game, which is well below half of that. And uh, 2.9 yards a carry, which is pathetic. That is a pathetic. That is a pathetic number for a team that hangs its hat on being physical. You got a second-team well, All-American, preseason All-American at running back, and hey, he can't get anybody blocked for him. Well, the other thing is they're they're really yeah, and, wasting, a, and a quarterback that's run for over 600 yards each of the last two years. Yeah, and they're wasting his running ability because when they do put him in a running situation, it's like. Let's run three steps down to the right and then try and make some yards. It's not a play that gives him some open field. Running for his life. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's it's like I've, I've seen people say, like some people have said some ridiculous stuff, like this is making the Chad Morris era look good. People have a short memory. No, no, um, no. The no, difference no, no, here no, 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 is, right, no. the difference here is is Sam Pittman, you know, these players still love him and are fighting. I mean, you can see they're battling. It's not like they're just getting waxed. They're just not winning over and over again. Um, but the team's still battling. They're still fighting for him. And that's the thing that got, I got so frustrated with under Morris is because, you know, these coaches hated these coaches. The offense hates the defense. The old guys hate the young new coming guys. Um, you know, it was just like one internal problem after another uh, with that with that team. And they completely let go of the rope. They didn't fight for Chad Morris at all. I mean, even the Western Kentucky game was just a prime example. But you go back to Bielema, you know, they almost beat Missouri in that last game. You know, this, this, that team was still fighting for it. Think about the uh, – uh, the Coastal Carolina game, they battled back in that one. The Ole Miss game, they came back from a huge deficit, came back, and, and you don't do that if you're not battling for your right. coach. And that's what we saw with Chad Morris. They just weren't doing that. With Pittman, they're still bought into him. They're still fighting for him. They still believe in him. And it's hard for me, just me, and I have a job to do, but it's hard for me to get on here and just, like, blast Pittman because he's a good guy. He's Arkansas. I mean, I think he's Arkansas through and through. I think people are pulling for him, but it's just not enough. It's not enough. It's year four. You've got to, you've got to win. And it's not asking for a lot to, to be like four and two right now. It's just not. Well, it's not going to be easy to win this week, is it? It's going to be darn near impossible. Like a 0.01% chance. Oh my gosh! Oh golly! I don't know if I go that far, Woo. but gee whiz! All right, hang on, Drake. We well, got to step. Would you go? <laughs> well, at least you got to give at least at least five percent chance, wouldn't you? Point zero one. Wow. No. Out of order, Drake. We'll talk. We'll talk more about this in a moment. That's Trey. BiddyHogSports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Now to Trey Biddy, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. All right, gentlemen, let's go right back to work and let's talk with JW. JW, you got a question or comment for Trey? I do. Uh, I wish I got paid $6 million to miscalculate something, which that's primarily my job the offensive line, but I'm not going to get into that. My question is this right here. Why is it so hard to get the – okay, we have an offensive line problem. So why is it so hard to get the right personnel, your best personnel, out on the field? A.J. Green got two carries after he had a 55-yard run touchdown in two games prior. He didn't get one touch. He's the number one rusher on this team. And it's kind of like they're, they're hung up on their ideas. We're going to force this. We're going to make this happen. Rockets our man. K, they won't even pull KJ when he throws to a guy right out in the middle all by himself to a linebacker. They, they, there's, there's no efficacy to change, no adjustment at all. Why is AJ not getting the ball? He's a lot faster. Rocket is slow. Everything is slowed down. So why not get your fastest player? Rashad Rabinian was getting the push and getting yardage. They pull him out of the game and put Rocky back in to slow it back down. You're going to tell me Washington caught one pass in the Kansas, uh, Kansas game, touchdown. He comes in and does that, and you can't see that this Washington kid can play 
and you're going to put in a bum leg Johnson that can't can't do nothing but maybe run a little bit and talk. I don't understand what's going on up there. I'm past the point of liking somebody. I, this is my money, my time. I'm a fan of, of of my team, and I want the best for my team. And just because that that I don't like something doesn't make me a fan, Savage. So I want the best for my team. I'm not happy with mediocre. I don't understand why we can't get the right people on the field. And I just wanted to know, when I'm going to hang up and listen, have you ever seen anything like this? Thank you. Man, I uh, I don't have a lot to add to that. I mean, I think he's right. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much said it, right? I mean, have I seen anything like it? Sure. I mean, we've been covering Arkansas football for 20 years. I've seen instances like that. But uh, I don't necessarily disagree with what he said at all. I mean, it's a lot of investment. People invest a lot of time. And, you know, it's not like they're starting over. It's your four. You'd have higher expectations. I think, Trey, right. what's puzzling is just, I guess that's, in, in essence, some of the things that uh, J.W. was saying is the mis-evaluations. I mean, Ty Washington, yeah. how, do you, how do you basically go from There's, about fifth on the depth chart, and even though you opened it up for this mm-hmm. – competitive practice these two tight ends are this type and these two tight ends are this particular type he finally gets an opportunity they still don't start him sherman started francis sherman started on saturday sherman number 44 the transfer okay (laughs) transfer from louisville um but and i and i could i could kind of echo what he's saying i thought Basically, let's just let's just go ahead and cut to the chase. I thought game one, mm-hmm. Western Carolina, that Rocket was too big. And recently, I've been thinking the same thing about KJ. He doesn't look as nimble, as agile. He looks bigger. Now, he could be wearing a triple X flak jacket that may be, makes him look a little bit bigger. He's a big man. Yeah. He doesn't it look to be question. as agile. Yeah, it was a, it was a question. I mean, KJ's always been big, but it's it was a question we brought up with Rocket. Uh, you know, going back in spring, fall camp. Wow, he looks. You know, he looks big. Uh, and you know, the response was, you, "There's no fat on him." But it's that was like a gut that was sticking out know, Saturday. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you know, he's too big to play football, right? Like at, in his prime. You know, you, you you build guys up to a certain size. You don't just keep building and building. See how much muscle can we put on this guy? That's that's not how you do it. Uh, there, I don't know. If there are a lot of like 242 pound running backs. You know, racking up a bunch of yards. And I know at Arkansas, I, I don't know if there's if you can point to a 242 pound running backs racking up a bunch of yards. But you know, with the Ty Washington deal, that's an example of where we saw. Okay, this guy made a play. You know, in the Kansas game, he caught one pass. It was a touchdown. We've seen him do that. I think that you run into issues in this day and age in football in fall camp. Um, they don't like when they do out and do these scrimmages and stuff. They work on the passing game. But they don't really run the ball. It's all about passing game, and that's why you, I think you see them in the first 
few games of the season, like really working the run, trying to see, you know, trying to get the run game uh, going against some of those teams that they were facing. And, you know, that was, you know, alarming also in, in, in that regard. But, I, I, you know, it's always with quarterbacks also, like because you don't allow quarterbacks to get hit. And so you really don't know what you have at quarterback a lot of times until they get out there for a game. And I think that's also true for other position groups. You don't always know until you get them out there for a game. But in Washington's case, we saw him make a hell of a play in the Liberty Bowl. And that's the last time he caught a pass until Saturday. So why? Why Why is that? And I know they have Luke Az out there, but they run a lot of two tight end sets. It's not like they just yeah. only run one tight end out there. They've been they've been running a lot of two tight end sets and putting tight ends out there. Um, and I don't want to call out Nathan Baxter. He's a good kid, but he's not a good blocker and he can't catch the ball. And we've seen that. And he false started twice in the LSU game to start the fourth quarter. I mean, like, so what is it about him that, um, you know, says that he should play over Ty Washington, who we've seen make a big play in the passing game? Now, Trey, questions like that are very valid. Trey, does it seem like to you, and I'm getting this from several different uh, posters, and that is, does it seem like Arkansas is playing favorites? Is it that some may have a better NIL deal than others? I don't think. If, if they're playing favorites, then it's time for change. If, they, if that's what the situation is, that's the bottom line. They're not doing that. This isn't high school, junior high school football where somebody's daddy determines if they play or not. That's not what's happening here. You don't think they, NIL deals they, I think they, they just could have been some, made with promises made along with that NIL deal? I don't know if that's 100%. I mean, no, I'm, I I'm, 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 stuff, I'm, I'm it's like, strictly throwing that out there. Is speculation. If they're if they're being if players are being played and they're not producing and there and there are other players who are better options behind them, then that's a major problem. I don't think that's what's happening. All right, buddy. Enjoy practice. Hopefully you've got something okay. to report tomorrow. Yep. All right, that is Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Hour number two straight ahead. Yeah.